We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Welcome in, baby. It is Friday. It is the day. It is the year. It is the moment. And I just realized that I left my tea in the other room. Don't worry about me. Welcome in to the CHGO Bears podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app. Use that promo code CHGO when you sign up. What is up, Nicholas Moriano, my brother from another mother on this Friday, my friend. Uh, nothing much, Mark. If you want, I can, you know, hold down the fort for a nah. couple of seconds here. You can get your tea. I mean, we all need, look, I have mine right here, Mark. So feel no, we, free to go get I, your tea. I, I'm, I'm, I'm already, uh, um, I am already, I am already efforting um upper management to to do the same <laughs> um so so that we're we're fine um and i and and unfortunately we did not get invited yesterday nick to uh the united center the bears hooping did you see darnell Wright banging down jumpers in the face of jervon dexter was that not amazing i mean for a guy that big Look at this. Move like this. Who's a step back? Watching the, watching the YouTube, I mean, that's fluid. That's in rhythm. And that that's all net. Like, hey, Darnell Wright, like athletic guy. And Cole Komet actually talked about it. Like, lining up next to this guy, he's a graceful, athletic, large human being. And you see it right here on this beautiful shot over Jerron Dexter. Okay, now, I, I know in the audio space you can't see this, so just bear with me here. I'm going to ask Nick a question. What what don't you – what is he doing wrong on that jump shot? Let's see. Let me watch it again here from good yeah. old Darnell there's Wright. A key, okay. There's a key facet there. A key I mean, facet. Uh, Lawrence, I mean, you, you got it. Yeah, you Lawrence, it. do you have an idea? I'm, I'm Lawrence looking. is a hooper. Lawrence, you're a hooper. No? I don't know. I what think it's with the, those pants. I don't like those pants. 
Pants aren't oh. great, but no, he doesn't hold the follow through, man. Hold that thing. He just mm, okay. It, okay. Yeah. Know? He just, he does just flick it. Like you mentioned right there. Yeah. Watching I mean, again. I, I, yeah. I it's think, quick. Um, it's quick. I mean, <laughs> if there's it, it, that, that just makes me think there's a luck factor to that thing going in. I mean, hand in his face from two feet behind the three point lens, a nice shot. I, you don't, I mean, form is form. I think that means he's going to be the best right tackle in football. Anybody disagree? <laughs> uh, nope. I can't disagree with you, Mark. I mean, seeing that jump, that three point shot. I mean, that's the only conclusion that we can come down to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Mark, I'm glad we're talking. I'm glad we brought this up. Yeah. Because, yeah. Man. You know, with, with the bears, they, they basically essentially just went, they had an OTA practice scheduled. Aberflutes decided we're not going to do that. We're going to go to the United center kind of have this bonding experience with with the guys spend time with them you know they i saw it looked like they were doing like a three-point shooting contest at one point they're obviously shooting jumpers shooting free throws kind of getting away from football but still being around the team you cool with that mark with I, it's an ota practice it's done go to the united center and shoot some hoops i i mean in the history of things that i'm cool with that would be the number one thing i've ever been cooler with i it this is br- breaking I think for the first time in our Bears lives, Bears management, Bears leadership, can I say, gets it. I think they might get it. Kevin Warren, you're showing up at Ohio State for Justin Fields graduation. Mm-hmm. You're doing the same thing for Cole Komet. You're, we're having a day of OTAs. We're going down to the United Center. We're going to shoot buckets. We're talking about you know words in the building. We, you know, dudes are saying it. It's coming back that they care about us as the person, not just the player. Seems like it matters. Seems like it's resonating. Seems like guys are appreciating it. Bear down. I mean, seriously, like this is, this is uh, like, it's, I'm not used to it at all. No, Mark, it's, it's, it's good to see from, you know, this new regime, bunch of young players on this roster, and you could still get, that chemistry, that camaraderie with guys outside of football. And they're doing that right there. Like, they're going to remember that. They got to go shoot at the United Center. Obviously, um, not a lot of people get that opportunity and just bond together as teammates. And that's cool because they get to hang out a lot on the football field and probably off of it. But how many opportunities do you get like that? I think that that goes a long way. Like, that kind of um, decision to do that reminds me of a lot of what you'll see if, you, if you've seen, like, Ted Lasso on Apple TV, a lot of the outside the box thinking of how to get the team bonding. Like that's like one of those kind of moments there. And um, I just think that it's still early on. We're just, you know, June 9th, last day of OTAs. They're going to be in mandatory mini camp next week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and have this break, but you can get away from football and still get a lot good out of it. Like the, the bears did yesterday going to United center and shooting some hoops. Nick, you, you, you love it. Look at you. You're, 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 you're so excited by it. I, I can <laughs> I, I, you got a big smile on your face. You're a basketball guy. I mean, your jump shot. Yeah, you're, wearing Bulls, you're wearing the Bulls uh, quarter zip right now. Yeah. It's, I wore it yesterday. Wore it today. I smell terrible right now. Just for the record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all right. We're, but we're you seem to have gotten your tea though. It looks like you got your tea. I got my tea. I uh, upper management coming through here. <laughs> Um, I need a little help every time. Yeah. Uh, Before before we get into the meat of this show, um, and Nick wrote a piece about Cole Komet, and we're going to get into uh, his leadership and his performance. I do apologize for 
I mean, I got 78% of a voice going on right now, maybe even 68. I don't know. But whatever it is, we're going to make it. Um, Greg Bragg's in the chat here screaming at somebody about Big Ten titles. Uh, oh, that's at me and at you. Um, oh. oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's this? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's June 9th. You can say whatever you want. Chase Audi's not a wildcat. Hey, by the way, yeah, excellent point. Uh, as Lawrence puts on our YouTube channel, YouTube screen, the Father's Day sale. Nick, why don't you tell everybody about Father's Day, baby? Yeah, if you're watching the YouTube right now, you can buy one. Sure, get one half off. All CHO shirts June 8th through the 18th. Here's a caveat, though. If you want to get those shirts in by Father's Day, you have to put in that order by next Monday. But even if you're looking for afterwards, this is still a great opportunity, a great deal to capitalize on. Uh, you can always, we can all use some more CHGO gear. I'm probably going to look into that after today's show. Don't have any Blackhawks gear, so got to catch up on that. Actually, now that I think about it, we're talking about the Bulls. I don't even have a CHGO Bulls shirt yet, so I'm going to capitalize on this uh, great deal that we have at CHGO. Buy one, get one half off. All CHGO shirts, June 8th through the 18th. Good work by you, Nick. Get yourself fully seasoned out. Um, Rudog22 in the in the super chat will be repping the new number 58 at the Grossy Meetup Monday. Bear down. Do you have any idea what that means? Because I don't. Uh, I, I'd be lying if I said I, I mean, did. I mean, it's darn all right, right? Yeah. Yep, it's, darn so all right. The what's the Grossy Meetup? It's a meetup somewhere. Rudog, oh, is Grossy the, the dude? Is that the... Is that the Packers dude that's going around in June? Or am I making that up? That was last yeah, week. Yeah, you. Uh, oh, there we go. Tom. Yeah, I, I believe Tom so. Grossi. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Tom Grossi. Cool. Ah, Rep that Darnell right. There you go. Kudos to Lawrence for knowing everything. Um, but yeah, rep that fifty-eight. <laughs> rep that fifty-eight. That guy's gonna do it all for the Bears this season. Yeah, um, and Bragg's putting in the chat that Tom Grossi is a comedian that's a Packers fan. You have to be a comedian to be a Packers fan these days because that team is done. I mean, you, you just, 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 just a non-factor. Um, okay. There is, and this is a Greg Bragg's topic, but Nick, we're going to have to handle it today. Let's do it. There is breaking news in the NFL entertainment TV world mm. that literally everybody doesn't want to be on hard knocks. Robert Salah, Jets head coach, speaking out that I, these people, I, I cannot believe how soft that the, the NFL is on giving out like the these big holy secrets. Robert Salah, I know of several teams that would love for hard knocks to be in their building. We're just not one of them. Dude, and then Justin Hardy Sr., one of their special teams guys. Man, y'all give hard knocks to another team. We trying to focus and win. That's a distraction. Dude, y'all. Let 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 let's 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 not take things so seriously. Let's 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 not freak out what's gonna be on tape. Let's not worry about some conversation that's happening at training camp that you don't want out there. Go about your business the right way, and it doesn't matter. There's a reason why that your wallet is as fat as it is. Quit running away from something that the people that pay you your do- your dollars enjoy watching. And 
Gary Ross put it in the chat just to sign a team and call it a day. And the only bear that's spoken out about it is George McCaskey. Mm-hmm. And with all due respect to good old George, who works out at the same place that Nick does, Bears fit, don't care what George says about this at all. Completely irrelevant. Now, I'm sure the flu doesn't want it either. But I would love – I'm going to ask at minicamp, uh, to some guys at least, how would you feel about hard knocks? And if they push back on it, I'm going to push back. That's my goal for my amazing coverage that's coming up next week. I'm looking forward to it, Mark. I think, too, is it another thing that, you know, these coaches, players have to do? Yes, it is. But if you're really – I think focused in on, you know, dialing into what they have to do. I don't see the big, the big deal of it. Like obviously every, there, you know, every year a team's going to have to do it. And we just saw the Detroit lions that were on hard knocks. Look at their season. No, they didn't make the playoffs, but they had a pretty good year. So it didn't seem like to be too much of a distraction for the Detroit lions and how they went about their business. So I think I do agree here with, with Gary, like just assign a team and call it a day. Because at this point, it just keeps being pushed back. And I think you're going to hear every team, the longer this goes, say, I don't want to be at Hard Knocks. I don't want to have to do all these extra interviews and give you all this extra access. But if you're a team that's confident in what you're doing and how you're doing things, it doesn't matter if it's out there in a public forum. You're you're, you're confident in who you are as a team. Right. And I'm going to disagree with my man, Mubs, who's been all over me probably since the beginning of the moment that I joined this podcast because he's mubs and that's my guy. Um, I agree. The NFL should cancel hard knocks. You know what? If I was Roger Goodell, I would tell every single team. If I hear one negative thing about hard knocks coming out of your building from uh, ownership, president, head coach, player, you're getting fined. There will be a fine. You, you, you guys are going to stop being whiny, scared, pathetic, worried, football, talented people. And, and, and you're, and you're going to, and, and, and our fans enjoy the show. So I, I don't want to hear it. That's what I would do. Just throw you it out. Two. Get out. There you go. Let's Yeah. So down the count, I think too, like hard knocks for the fan, doesn't it give them an opportunity to almost humanize a lot of these, these players, these coaches that they don't get this access to like Dan Campbell, for example, like he was, I think from the very beginning, uh, an interesting character. And then you kind of see him in hard knocks and see the reason why he is the way he is, how he approaches things. And I think a lot of people liked what they saw because they were able to get that access through hard knocks. And you see these individual, these, these stories that kind of come out and how, you know, certain underdog players, you're rooting for them, right? Like you don't, if you don't have hard knocks, you don't get those types of stories out there. And that's what I think people almost forget about. Like uh, what is one of the, the goals of hard knocks again, tell these stories that, you know, probably aren't told, if you don't have that type of access. So I don't agree. I think I, you know, I enjoy watching hard knocks. I try to watch each and every season, especially when the Colts were on, you got to see a little bit of Matt Eberflus when didn't show too much out there because he's just not that type of person, but that access kind of gave us a, a small gateway into seeing how the fluce fluces, if you know what I mean. Uh, I'll, I'll give you another one too. If I was Goodell, here's how's, how, how's this. 
instead of finding you, the first person that complains, you'll be the first one on the show. The next person that complains, <laughs> you're going to be on next year. That's how I would do it. I, I would treat them like little children. You don't want to make your bed? Okay. Okay. Not only are you going to go make your bed right now, but you're going to get no dinner and, and, and you're, and, and, and you're not going to, you can't go to swim camp. All of, all of it's going down. You get no grilled cheese today. There will be no French toast. It's all over. Damn it. I'm not getting any of that. Cause I, not gonna lie, I haven't made my bed this morning, Mark. Come so, on, Nick. I know, I know. I did go for a four mile run though. So don't I'm, I guess I'm not prioritizing, you know, what I should be prior prioritizing right now. Don't 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 be like Braggs. Do do what you gotta do every day. You don't you don't want to be soft. Uh Steve Steve B, I see you in the chat. Where's Will? Uh Will is on vacation. He'll be back next Friday. So I'm sitting in for Will. I could have I could have mentioned that at the start. So um yeah. That's uh, just to do a little bookkeeping. Any anyway, rate, all right. There's my there's my hard knocks uh, little moment of rant. Um, J e j a e t z y. You want to take a crack at how that's how to pronounce that, Nick? Nine ninety nine super. We appreciate it. Hey y'all. I just want to say it's always a joy watching. And I thought you'd want to know. I referenced y'all. In my newest song, Too Official, on all platforms under J-A-E-T-Z-Y. And it comes at the 126 mark. Enjoy. JT. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, seriously, we so appreciate it. And appreciate all the support from all of you. Gary Ross has sent me like seven tweets today. Always supporting. Um Everybody that we communicate with from uh, Discord to on here to Twitter to saying hello on the street, it means a ton to all of us. Right, Nick? Of course it does. I'm going to check this out after today's show to hear this reference at the 126 mark. So appreciate that and appreciate everybody who supports, listens in, tunes in to our daily shows here at CHGO Bears. And you know, if you can, tell another Bears fan about us because we're going to have a ton of great content. Like you said, mini camps next week, training camp. This is going to be the show to come to every single day to get your best recap. Indeedy. Um, and also, by the way, uh, I forgot. Um, uh, am, I, am I going to college right now, Nick, or are you going to college? Who's going to college? Who's going to college? What do you mean who's going to college? If you were going to go to Lewis University, is it me or you right now? Oh, oh, that would be humor. I was like, wait, I graduated <laughs> uh, not too long ago. Yeah, okay. uh, but yes, well, you would be going well, to college, Mark. Okay, well, I need to go back to school. So does Nick. But um, at Liu many of their students are adults, just like me and Nick. Uh, many have full-time jobs, many have families, like Greg Braggs. All of them chose Lewis to uh, and their supportive educational community to help make their transition back to school as easy as possible. And you get to earn a respected degree. Now, Lewis University is 30, 35 miles southwest of Chicago. You're there, you're there in minutes. It's a comprehensive Catholic university. It's ranked as one of U.S. News' and World Report's top-tier colleges. And Lewis partners with numerous employers for tuition discounts as well. So you got courses offered in the evening, online, blended formats to help you balance work, family, education. All the good stuff here. Um, and, of course, the faculty there, they bring real-world real world experience and instruction to the classroom. 
which is immediately relevant to your career. They offer career support, academic resources, the whole deal. So here we go. Uh, tons of stuff, criminal justice, public safety, data science, computer science, cybersecurity, business analytics. Um, all this stuff is there for you. Uh, so come on. If you're gonna, if you're thinking about a career change or just stepping up that education period, check out Lewis University, and you can discover how a degree from Lewis can help you build a better world. Learn more, Lewis U L E W I S U dot edu forward slash you can do this. Lewis U dot edu forward slash you can do this. I appreciate that message. Mark for from Lewis University. I'm actually gonna throw it back to you so I can handle the heavy lifting oh. on our comed here. So I'm gonna have you start us off, and I'll take us home. No, thank you, uh, thank you, Nick, for that because the comed energy efficiency program. <clears throat> excuse me, my friends at comed, they're committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve, helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. Of course, and yeah, ComEd offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across the territory. ComEd also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes there, Mark. Nick, break it down. How does it work, baby? Here it goes. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. And within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. And if you own a business, don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today for energy saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment. Go to comed.com slash powering biz. Did you say comed.com slash powering biz? I sure did, Mark. So go schedule yours today. Comed.com slash powering biz. Thank you to our friends at comed. All right, Nick, take us through Cole Comet and what you've digested here uh, through OTAs and leadership performance you wrote about them you wanted to talk about it today something's on your colcomet mind yeah and before we get into that of course you know comed the comed is presented is the presenting sponsor of chgo bears offseason coverage chgo bears offseason coverage brought to you by comed energy efficiency program learn more at comed.com slash powering biz and yeah so after listening to colcomet and i got to speak with um tight ends coach Jim Dre on Wednesday, I just kept thinking about how much of a factor Cole Komet is going to be in this 2023 season for the offense to really take that next step. And the big part of that is because one, you look at Cole Komet even last season, led the team in receiving yards and touchdowns had to, because when Darnell Mooney goes down, someone needs to step up. He did that played in every single game, Mark, and he only missed, 63 offensive snaps all season and that's behind Braxton Jones um you know who obviously didn't didn't miss a snap but only missing 63 so he was available he was productive and I think there's another opportunity for him to take another step and obviously the, the passing numbers and the receiving numbers those are what people usually would associate with Cole Komet having a good year but I still look at his ability to be a blocker 
and kind of what Jim Dre, uh, the Bears tight end coach, was saying about what he's capable of doing uh, in the blocking game. And just kind of read you a quote of what he said. He said, somebody that create craves violence in the run game, and he has that. So he kind of harnessed that like we did last year and this year, 2023 for sure. He's the kind of guy, like I said before, he's a complete tight end, and he can run and catch. So he's a guy that we can lean on in terms of the run game. And the Bears did that especially, Mark, because with this outside zone scheme that the Bears like to run, a big part of the outside zone is you're trying to stretch the defensive line so the linebacker gap widens. And the Bears were pretty effective at that, especially Khalil Herbert. I was like looking into the numbers. Where was Khalil Herbert most effective rushing the ball last season? And he finished just to kind of uh, give people refreshed on what he did last season. 129 carries, 732 total yards. PFF, Pro Football Focus, charted Herbert with 31 attempts for 232 yards seven first downs, two touchdowns, and seven runs over 10 yards when running outside to the tight end's left. So where you're trying to widen out, and whoever, and most likely that was going to be Cole Komet out there on the offense, Khalil Herbert was most effective running outside of him. So when we're thinking about how this offense in totality is going to be better in 2023, Cole Komet's fingerprints are going to be all over that whether that's stretching the, the field vertically on seam routes or still being an effective blocker. And he, he posted his highest PFF grade blocking last season, despite having more blocking attempts. So the sky, I'm not going to say the sky is a limit for what Cole Komet can do, but now in year two of Luke Getze's offense, having more familiarity with the terminology and having a counterpart in Robert Tanyan, like if this Bears offense is going to really take the steps that it wants to take, of course, Justin Fields is going to be a part of that. Of course, DJ Moore is going to be a part of that. But you got to look at the tight end position and the the Arlington Heights native going into year four being a huge part of why the Bears can have success on offense in 2023. So I love what you just laid out. And um, I mean, if anybody's watched this show, they know how much of a Cole Komet fan I am on the field, off the field, all of it. But so I'm just, you know, I've been doing the math so to speak, on what this Bears offense is going to look like. And I just think, like, as Gary's doing math for me, Cole needs to get to catch 600, 700 yards. Um, that'd be a hell of a number. Let me just – got I'm double-checking right now uh, the old Cole Komet stat line. The most yards that Komet has ever had in one season was 6, 12, and 21. So that's mm-hmm. – and he's going to be playing with his best quarterback ever this year. 544 last year, 243 as a rookie. Okay. And when he talked this, you know, recently, he he labeled his performance as contingent basically about everybody around him being better. It's not so much that he needs to be better, but the talent around him, uh, if that's better, then you're going to see him come up. And I believe him. Like we saw flashes last year. Cole Komet making some great catches and when he was running free, it looked great and he's physical and the blocking that you just knocked down. But so I, I want to focus on the run game because I, I think we can all say that is the bare strength, right? Best running quarterback in, in the NFL right now in Justin Fields. Um, we all want to throw more, but he's, he is, he is the best runner. 
I don't think there's any doubt about that. Lamar's past his running prime. Justin is it. Khalil Herbert. Remember how many yards per carry he averaged last year? Mm-hmm. 5.7. F- just under six. Tops in the NFL rushing the football. Okay. This is not sexy, but we're trying to win games. We heard from Luke Getze this week. Hey, you're going to take fields running numbers on. Uh, not, not, not necessarily. I'm about winning games. Um, Dante Foreman. All right. Coming to the bears first full healthy year last year. He had 914 yards on 203 carries after taking over for Christian McCaffrey. Okay. Um, this is from Courtney Cronin's piece. Uh, she did a nice job on this as she always does. Uh, according to next gen stats, Foreman gained more rushing yards than expected on 49% of his carries last season. Mm. Second highest rate among running backs with a minimum of 100 carries. You know who was fourth on that list? Probably Khalil Herbert. Khalil damn ass Herbert. That's exactly right. On 46.9. So both these dudes are getting more yards on the ground than you would anticipate them getting on call it half their carries. Pretty damn impressive, right? And then you add, yeah. and then you add Roshan in. Mm-hmm. I I just think like how this all comes together and how they win football games. Kolkomet's gonna be doing a lot of blocking this year. I, I can that's and and hopefully catching a ton too. But I think there's gonna be a lot on the ground. Yeah, Mark and too like obviously the Bears upgrade their wide receiver room, but you just laid out the stats of the running backs that they have. Just because they have better wide receivers, that doesn't mean you go away from your strength at running back and your ability to run the football. And can we agree that the offensive line is probably in better shape now than it was last season? So you factor that in there. Year two of Luke Getz's, you know, offense and these players being a little bit more familiar with it, this should still be a focus of the Bears. Like, again, you, just because you got the nice, shiny new weapon in DJ Moore, which – Justin Fields is going to use a lot this season. We've already seen in OTAs. But you still have this rushing attack. You still have this ability to pound the football, whether it's through the tack, inside of the tackles or outside, which I was laying out the stats uh, earlier. But they have, a, they have a nice assortment of weapons here. And just because you have new wide receivers doesn't mean you go away from your rushing attack. And I think, like you, Cole Komet will, will be doing some more blocking. He did the most blocking he ever has uh, last season for the Bears. I think that number will come down a little bit just because of his ability or just because of the, the playmakers that the Bears have. And I think Cole Komet, he, he had a, a nice quote about what DJ Moore adds to the offense and what he can what that does to the tight ends. He said, for the tight end room, it's big, adding a guy like DJ Moore. You've got a guy that can threaten vertically and can do those things and open up zones and holes for us. So it's really exciting along with the other receivers we got with Darnell, Chase, Dante, I think it'll be a good group there, and we're looking forward to see how it goes. So complimentary attack there, Mark, for what I think the Bears could do in 2023. I, I mean, that's what they're going for. But, like, you know, okay, I mean, let's just rewind here. For the things I just said, here we go with with, with Khalil, 5.7, best in the NFL, fields 1,100 yards, historic moments. Bears won three games. That's, you know, no one's excited about that. However, you're, 
it's going to be more balanced to what you're getting after. I'm just wondering, like, would Bears fans be excited? Would you sign up for the Bears keeping the ball on the ground? I don't know. 56% of the time. And so we could really, you literally could be sitting there at the end of the season, like still kind of like, please let Justin Fields throw the football like that. And we still, we don't fully know what he can do when you will really find out next year. Um, even though they might be picking up his option and all that, like, like would, would, if the bears were winning games doing that, would we all sign up for it? I think the key thing that you said, they're winning games doing that. And for, I guess it's like how effective is Justin Fields with the opportunities he does get when he passes the ball. That's also going to be a factor there, but you know what, Mark too, would the run game becomes a little bit more sexy. I would say if your defense is also keeping you in games, the bears are running the ball because they had to, right? Because that was like their strength. They couldn't really pass the ball line. Wouldn't hold receivers wouldn't get open. But if your defense is keeping the game close, you almost want a good rushing attack to complement that as well, because you're actually going to be in game. So this idea that the rushing attack can still be a big part of the offense, I think it definitely holds because this Bears defense also has gotten better. So when we're going later into the second half of games and the Bears are, you know, still keeping it close, you want to rely on a heavy rushing attack, you know, to keep the opposing quarterback off the field, but also to get your offense in a rhythm. So again, I, I think there's just a lot of points. And I think just validity that you can have that the rushing attack for the bears still going to be prominent in this bears offense, even though Luke gets, he's probably going to open it up and allow fields to pass a little bit more, a little bit more. I, I would say a good amount more than what he did last season. Uh, I'm just bracing myself. Cause I, I, I literally, every time Justin Fields is lined up under center or in the gun, I want him to throw the football and I'm, I'm bracing <laughs> myself right now that it's, we're going to see a lot of runs. Uh, the bears bastard with the 1999 super appreciate you bears bastard. You're the man fields passing line dropped again to 27, 75 over under. I want fields to run. And I wasn't. And I want the running backs to run. But my Lord, if he doesn't throw for 3,000 plus, how do you justify paying him 20 to 30 million in the future or even pay wide receivers 10 to 15 a year? Mm-hmm. The That's Bears good, master. Yeah. Fair, fair, yeah, go ahead, Nick. No, I mean, it's a good point because if you're going to pay – you know, wide receivers that want to stay, extend a guy like Darnell Mooney or Chase Claypool, if that's the case. Like, one, if he's not throwing for those numbers, I guess we're not going to even know uh, it completely like what a Darnell Mooney or Chase Claypool is capable of. But I, I look, the 3,000 number, I think he can get that. Even if the Bears are still running the football, there's going to be more opportunities for this Bears offense. And I think Justin Fields is capable of it. It's, again, the – it cannot be undersold how important it is that Fields is in this offense, the same offense for a second straight season. It cannot be undersold because now he's going to understand more of what is asked of him in the given play. But when you have a guy like DJ Moore too, it makes things a lot easier. So again, the line may have dropped, but you know I, I'm still taking the over on Justin Fields and still for him to get to that 3,000 yard passing mark. Uh, the bears bastard. I'm not following it as close as you, which uh, is on me point. You where wh- I, I want to know what it dropped from 
Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah, I, I'm curious how much it's moving. It is interesting though that the line's going down. I mean, I would I would think that the money would be coming in on people betting the over, and the money's actually coming in that people are betting the under. Which, if you're betting that right now and you're betting the under, that feels like sharp money to me. Um, so it's interesting because people in the know they tend to be in the know for a reason and i don't know information getting moved around or it's interesting uh one more from the bears basket for 999 um we acquire all these weapons for him to throw 22 times a game to me that's just unacceptable i do not want to see the bears calling draw plays on third and eight anymore let him let him spread the ball i completely agree with you bears bastard Every time they did that last year, I wanted to throw the remote through the TV set at CHGO into a TV that wasn't mine. Hello, we're trying to lose. So who gives a shit if it doesn't work? Let him throw the football. And that is a Luke Getze thing. Like, dude, you are trying to get to a point that your quarterback is good enough to win you a Super Bowl. You ain't gonna get there running draws on third and eight. It's your 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 you are impeding his progress. Um, yeah, yeah, Mark. I mean, I think. Look, I, I think I agree with that. The third and eight, like you want to see Fields has the weapons. Let him have an opportunity to pass the ball. But what's always gonna be there for Fields is his his instincts. And he just has to find that balance of when he believes it's best to use his legs to go maybe get a third down and eight by, you know, extending the defense and turning the corner. And when it's he, when the play call is designed to go to a specific receiver, that's going to be open. That's going to be the whole thing that we're going to have to watch and see from fields. Cause there were times where, and Luke Getzey mentioned this when we last talked to him where his instincts took him away from the play design when it was there. But there are also times when Luke Getzey called the play and it wasn't there, but his instincts bailed him out. So it's going to be a balancing act because he has that ability to break the pocket and rush. Like not a lot of quarterbacks in this league do, but he also has to trust what the offensive line is doing, that his receivers are going to be open and fire the pass over the middle of the field to get that first down. And Fields can show that he can balance those things like that 3,000 yard mark passing, I feel good that he's going to get that. But we have to wait and see. Obviously, we're this is OTAs. It's all drawn up. It's designed to, you know, have him go through these progressions when there is no rush. He can't get hit. And, you know, it's, it's very quarterback friendly in these settings. But we have to wait and see how it all comes together when, again, there's actual pass rushers, a defense looking to dominate and crush him on every single play. So, that's going to be the the balancing act that we got to see if Justin Fields can overcome. Justin, we're confident in you, brother. And I thought it was very cool today that uh, the Bears had a special visitor showing up at uh, Hallis Hall. We'll get to that in a second mm-hmm. here. But uh, first off, Nick, why don't you tell everybody about us some cool gear that they should be wearing? Yeah, absolutely. As everyone knows who listens to the CHO Bears podcast, Pins and Aces is the official golf apparel partner of All City and CHO. We love our Pins and Aces gear and get tons of compliments on and off the course. And they are a family-owned golf and apparel business 
They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, and even our favorite beer sleeve, an innovative product that allows you to store seven beers right inside your golf bag and keep drinks cold the entire round. Yet You can go check out pinsandaces.com and use code CHGO to receive 15% off your first order and you get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. I can tell you firsthand, some of those polos, are fire so go check them out rock them you feel confident on the golf course or even if you're going to dinner wherever it is pins and aces got you covered yeah if you hook that up also check out uh some more sports gear with foco hoodies shoes signs bobbleheads everything in between spring that's baseball season they got the aloha shirts they got the straw hats they got the polos they got the bags they got everything you need for a game. We thank them for our set decorations. Foco has donated some awesome pieces. Of course, we're remote today, but you've seen them. You love them. You need them. They're beautiful. Check out Foco.com, or you can click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use that promo code CHGO for 10% off. All right. Michael. <clears throat> yes. Real yes, quick sir. here. Yes, sir. You look like my six-year-old, Carm. Do you have to pee? No. No. I am sitting today, Lawrence. <laughs> about to, that was an exercise ball. On the exercise <laughs> ball. So, okay. and, just and just so you know. Ow! Uh, I mean, I had a very tough loss once again. Uh, I know oh, if, no. Ho, if, if Ho comes on here and says some bs about my tennis game losing i'm gonna kill him but um <laughs> I, I had a tough loss this morning to good old ted two-time and teddy uh, took me down and um the body is aching so just to get over this ball right now um yeah so that's why i'm bouncing pal i know it's a little headache inducing or just nauseating so um karma is so cringe we love it from edward <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> it's a, such a backhanded <laughs> comment. <laughs> it's just, uh, hey, do you in life, Edward? That's what I'm saying. What's up, Dylan? Welcome in, buddy. Uh, Michael Vick showing up at Hallis Hall, making the NFL tour. One of the greatest running QBs of all time. Uh, and the Bears tweeting it, talking shop. Got to be honest, when I looked at it first, I was like, I thought it was Jalen Johnson. I'm like, oh, my God, it's Vic. It's awesome. <laughs> um, I just I, I was I was slow on the draw. But, I mean, pretty cool. Uh, and look at and, and you look at it. Justin Fields looks like Andre the Giant again compared to Michael Vick, right? I mean, look at how if, if, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see it. But if you're listening in the audio space, I mean, Fields is wider than him. He's taller than him. It's like next level athlete, I mean, right? Pardon me. To be fair to Michael Vick, my former fantasy football MVP quarterback, he he's not currently playing in the league. So yes, of course, Justin's wider and bigger built than he is. Like Fields ain't or Vick ain't playing football right now. Yeah, but you don't. He doesn't. He didn't shrink once he left. <laughs> <laughs> Fields. No, I mean a, he. Yeah. He's he's a lot bigger, and I mean. Obviously, both these quarterbacks have the ability to tear up a defense uh, with their legs. You know, I'm wondering, too, like this interaction, obviously, um, as the, the Bears tweet out, they're talking shop. 
I wonder, you know, what those conversations would have been like if, if Justin Fields is kind of peeking into the brain of a Michael Vick, who is 2006 season tore up the league rushing for 1,039 yards. And we just saw Justin Fields, you know, eclipse that last season and just tear up the, the entire NFL rushing and how he, I wonder if Justin Fields kind of asked like how you kind of go from only maybe being known as a guy that can do this to showing that you're way more capable uh, of being a complete quarterback. And, you know, I'm, Again, you would have to be a love to be a, a fly on the wall there, just kind of hear those discussions. But you can learn a lot from a guy like Michael Vick and how he went about his career and maybe getting out of that stigma of just being a running quarterback when being more of a more complete uh, quarterback that can, you know, tear you up on in the air as well as on the ground. Yep, yep, yep. I just think it's cool seeing Justin hang out with dudes like that guy coming through. I, I would have loved to have been a – fly on the old wall for that conversation um as we wrap up this friday bunch of nfl news out there uh first of all in the division dalvin cook four straight pro bowl seasons not good enough for the minnesota vikings who were releasing him uh gone and gone six years in minnesota uh, he's gonna be 28 to start the year uh his cap space was gonna take up a, a little over 14 million and, uh, yeah, you know, he had 1,500 touches um, total with Minnesota over the years. And I, listen, whenever he had the football, I was terrified of that dude. But um, moving on to Minnesota. So I, 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 that doesn't hurt the Bears in my mind. No, it doesn't. Um, and, you know, that means the Vikings are confident. I would say that Alexander Madison – uh, can be a productive back in that offense. They kind of had that one-two punch with Dalvin Cook, obviously getting the majority of the carries and being the more productive back. But it, it does a move like that tells me that the Vikings feel good about Alexander Madison. I'm looking at their depth chart right now: Ty Chandler, Dwayne McBride, uh, as some of the other guys behind there. But you know, the Bears over the years. I think did a somewhat decent job of trying to contain Dalvin cook, especially when Akeem Hicks was there, they did a pretty decent job of kind of containing what he can do, but we've seen what happens when the interior of the defense doesn't have that type of caliber player, like an Akeem Hicks, he will get his yards. He will, you know, score touchdowns and be someone that you have to factor every single play and every single snap he's out there. I mean, Dalvin cook, just for the record, He's averaged over 110 scrimmage yards per game in the last four seasons. That's second in the NFL at 110.7 behind Derrick Henry's 125.7. Ahead of Jonathan Taylor, ahead of Nick Chubb. And I get it. You're saving money. And, okay, they like Alexander Madison, and he's cheaper and long time back, uh, back up the whole thing. But I don't know. Uh, I – Losing a guy like that doesn't help your offense. It doesn't yeah, help your I'm offense sorry. if you're the Vikings. And and the NFL nowadays, you know, it's 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 not just one running back. So mm-hmm. um, I I just it's it's I I looked at that like okay great uh, outstanding. You, you don't want Dalvin Cook anymore. We'll, we'll live with that. Um, also making the round as the Bears look for somebody to get to the quarterback. It will not be Frank Clark as he's going to Denver. Um, so 
Sean Payton saying, come on down here. Seven and a half million, five and a half guaranteed. One year deal uh, turned 30 uh, this past Wednesday and off to Denver. Now I've, I've been sitting there saying Justin Houston, who's still out there, but uh, you know, Frank Clark had ties to Ryan Poles in Kansas city, the whole thing. So it was a name that maybe they would consider, but clearly not. He's, he's a Bronco. Yeah. Our guys at uh, DNVR will get to see what uh, Frank Clark is all about over there. And I wonder for him too, like you see the money, the one-year deal, is he going to a place that he believes can be a contender in the Denver Broncos? Was that year that they had last season just a a bad season by in in all regards, especially at the quarterback position? So looking at you know the 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 money, like yeah, the Bears easily could have gave that to Frank Clark. They have still some the most cap space in the NFL for what is available, but you know I think for him it's about where you go and what's the opportunity there. And if you would have come to the Bears, yes, there's a lot of playing opportunity, but what's what's like the end goal of this team? I don't think anyone sees the Bears as competing for a Super Bowl in 2023. And you can almost say the same thing about the Broncos, but maybe that was a factor into why he wanted to do what he could do. And he's still going to be in the same division, Mark, to end up going against the, the Kansas City Chiefs twice a year uh, in the AFC there. So we'll see how that all plays out. Right, exactly. He's not going to an instant Super Bowl contender here, so – the Bears clearly just didn't want him. They they could have overpaid, you know, for Frank Clark by a million two million. The Bears are mm-hmm. sitting with thirty two point two million in cap space. That's by far number one in the league. Panthers are second at twenty seven. Cardinals are third twenty six. Jets are fourth twenty three. Lions have twenty three million available too. And then on down from there, Colts, Cowboys, Texans, Packers, Browns, etc. Um, you know, the if you look at who, who's available right now. Uh, the name that jumps out at you right now is the 28-year-old uh, Yannick Ngakwe, who, uh, you know, doesn't stop the run but gets to the quarterback, still out there. Yeah, and I think, Mark, too, like, you know, you put you said the, the money that the Bears still have. I'm almost thinking now it's the extensions that need to get done, right? You need that money for the extensions that you want to get done for the Bears. And, you know, Cole Komet was the guy we talked about earlier. He's – you know, he's due. Uh, obviously, Jalen Johnson, he didn't say that that was a factor into why he didn't go to the first two weeks of OTAs. The guy down here giving us the like button, Darnell Mooney's also uh, has an opportunity to get a contract extension. So that money that is still available, maybe you're looking for trying to keep your own guys as opposed to also trying to, you know, go get new guys to rush the quarterback. The Bears still need to look at that, but. That could be also another option they're considering as they're weighing their money and their options of what to do with it. Entirely possible. Um, and my guy's still out there. 34-year-old vet coming in here to make a difference. Good old Justin Houston. Um, you know, potential Hall of Famer. Still he knows, productive. He knows a thing or two about how to get to the quarterback, Mark. Knows a old thing or two. Old as dirt. But if we're looking for, a, you know, like last year, I would rather take old as dirt who could still do things than, than you know, saying um guy like Nicholas Morrow, who I liked a lot. Great dude. Looked phenomenal uh, at times, but never really played super fast on the football field. Like he just there was something missing as far as when the actual lights were on 
And I think he just was maybe missing a little bit of that. I will run into you and risk my life. Jack Sanborn, Gene. Hashtag Sand God. Did anybody have any videos of Sand God yesterday at the, at the United Center, by the way? I saw him walking well, in. He wasn't. Uh, he still wasn't practicing on Wednesday there, Mark. So I think uh, the Sand God is still kind of going through... You know, going through what he needs to go through to get healthy and back on the football field. I'm sure San God can hoop and would have outplayed everybody there, but probably taking it easy and didn't want to honestly embarrass anybody right now. So hopefully we yeah, that, see the Jack Sanborn next week. That that that, that makes sense. All right. Um, quick stop on the NFL free agent world, by the way, with uh, DeAndre Hopkins. He's met with the Titans. He's headed to see New England next week. Clearly doesn't feel like a fit for the Bears. But I kind of wish he would feel like a fit for the Bears. Yeah, we, we talked about this too. I mean, the talent, I think still DeAndre Hopkins has game left in him. I, I do, even at the age, uh, not playing as many games the last two seasons. But we asked Rasheed Davis too, Um that was earlier this week. Wow. It seems like forever ago about like how bringing in another guy can maybe impact the room. And, you know, I, we obviously don't know DeAndre Hopkins on a personal level, but I think there, he does have a certain persona to him, but like, how would that work in the dichotomy of things in the wide receiver room when you have DJ Moore already and Darnell Mooney, and Chase Claypool. But at this point, it kind of just seems like he's going to be playing elsewhere and at one point, I did want DeAndre Hopkins to be on this Bears team, but that was prior to DJ Moore arriving here. You know who's got an unbelievable ability to literally disagree with everything I've ever said is Mubs. He he is he is so consistent in 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 not in not, not agreeing with you. He's just he's amazing. Like li- I literally have never said anything that Mubs likes. Um, <laughs> by the way, a uh, couple more things here. Number one, report from inside the United Center. Best Bears Hooper. Who do you think it was? Uh, best this, Bears Hooper. He he won the three-point contest. Um, uh, and had, let's see, he won the three-point contest, except uh, then had the top two do a final contest, and they tied again. Lost in a sudden death round. That was the and, and was uh, he lost to the sudden death of the hockey shootout too. This I'm dude go. won the three point contest, and it was and and sudden death hockey loser. You got to go off the board. I'll give you it's an off the board play, way off, off the board. board. Play. Probably doesn't make the team, but was on the Crap. team last uh, year. Mm, he was on the team last year. Uh, didn't didn't play a ton. I'll hold on. I'll tell you. Damn! Don't look I was going to throw out Dante Pettis out here, no, but it's not, hold not on. him. Let me just Didn't see how many. Let, let me see how many games he played last year. Hold on, because I don't remember a ton. He played in two games. Had uh, oh, he had two two games, two receptions, three targets, full hit. Now, Simba Webster. That's right, baby. Wow, Simba Webster, the Hooper. The Simba Webster, the Hooper. There it is. And he he somehow always finds a way to be on the team. So that, that's two things that Nassimba Webster has going for him. He always changes his number two. Now, I believe he's 83. So good for Nassimba Webster showing that he's 
got talent outside of football. The symbol Webster, man, he was, he was draining it mobs. That's correct, buddy. Um, I mean, Jalen Johnson looks sweet. Yeah. Jalen Johnson's got a nice shot. I mean, yeah, I mean that, 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 that thing looked wet. Um, <laughs> all right, Nick, did we miss anything today? I know you had a whole host of stuff that you sent me. I don't know if like, we covered it all. Um, I think we did a pretty good job. I, I you know, I was just filling out the rundown to make sure we, we got everything. Um, we talked about the hoping. Oh, you know what? Okay. We have five minutes here. We're going to give some love to our discord for, you know, giving us some awesome questions here. Um, and Gary Ross wants to know who is in line to be the swing tackle since Larry Borum hasn't quite proven it. I'll tell you this, uh, Gary, I think right now it would still be Larry Borum, but Kellen Deach, 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 uh, is another guy that could be in line to, uh, potentially play that position, but I think that's wide open as of right now. And obviously Larry Borum was once a starter and now kind of moving down the line here, but I think that would be someone who would be in line. I see the name Leatherwood popping up here. Alex Leatherwood. It's going to get cut. That's my guess. Yeah. I just don't, I I mean, I don't know. Obviously there was a little bit more quote unquote hype around Alex Leatherwood because of draft and where he was drafted. But at this point in time, it's one hard to assess what the offensive line can capable of doing with no pads, but two, like you just haven't heard a lot about him. So um, those are two names. I, I think Larry Borum and Kellen Deach are kind of the two guys right now at that swing tackle position, but that could change come training camp when we see what these guys are actually capable of doing. The Bears bastard with one more super chat. One last thing. Everyone talks about Justin Fields not being a running quarterback in college when we defend his ability to throw. Now the Cowboys quote, don't take away what he does well with the run. Please let the kids sling it. The Bears bastard, you know who agrees with you? Justin Damass Fields. Mm-hmm. Guarantee you he wants to sling it. Well, um, we, we'll see. We'll see. He's going to throw it more. How much more? Who the hell knows? It's June 9th. But I, I, I would yeah, I would, we'll I, I'd bet I, I would take the over. Apparently they bet it down a hundred yards, according to uh to the Bears Bastard. So a hundred yards less. I mean, that's a lot to bet it down. It really is. Yeah, I'm taking the over on that as well. Um here we'll we'll finish out the show here, Mark, with the last two questions we have from Discord. Uh another one from Gary. How do you feel about the safety, the backup safety or the depth there, uh, with no DeAndre Houston Carson? I'll tell you this, Elijah Hicks has made some plays throughout these OTAs. He had an interception last time we were at Hallis Hall. Um, it was a TJ Edwards tip. Elijah Hicks was there. You see number 37 kind of flying around, coming into his own a little bit. And to be completely honest, I haven't seen a lot of seventh-round draft pick Kendall Williamson. So right now the depth, I'm feeling good about um, DeAndre, Hughes, or DeAndre Houston Carson being gone and Elijah Hicks kind of now – I don't know. I'm not going to say he's going to take that role, but being the depth there at the safety position. And then we had one more mark from Moore to score. Does Tyson Bajant have a chance of making the 53-man roster this year and potentially being a viable backup for the foreseeable future? Do we think that Tyson Bajant's got it, Mark, or is it just a pipe dream for a Division II player out of Shepard who broke all the records to actually be – a guy that makes a 53 man roster for the bears in 2023. 
I mean, if you're asking me third quarterback for the Bears, Tyson or Peterman, I'll take Tyson all day. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd rather go that route. But I don't think he makes it here. And he'll have to. I, he'll probably have to prove it in the CFL or somewhere uh, before he gets an opportunity. But I know people are high on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so guys like that I love to root for. I, I, I don't think it's with Chicago, but maybe he can – You'll find his way in the league somehow, some way. Yeah, probably not the 53, but could, could have practiced squad. Could stash him there. Could. Yeah. Um, but, like, again, for if we're asking, like, Nathan Peterman or a young college, young, young quarterback, like, I think that's the route that a lot of Bears fans would, you know, want to be in favor of, getting a young quarterback just to kind of develop, not really having too much expectations. But at least you have somebody who's in the pipeline and Nathan Peterman is not not that type of guy. So if it you know if it were to pan out where he would be the guy that that wins a spot, that'd be great. But honestly, I think it would be if anything practice squad. If not, probably another team. Yeah. Good questions. Appreciate you jumping in the the Discord. And yeah, hey, level up that fandom. Become a diehard. For those who are. Sands Discord access. Go to all chgo.com. When you become a diehard, you my voice all of a sudden goes back to normal and you don't have to listen to me <laughs> sound like this. I my apologies for today. Um I, I blame Kevin Kadek. He made me go on CHGO Sports Podcast yesterday and I was screaming away, and apparently, you know. Um Damn Kevin. I don't know what happened, Daniel. I think it's allergies, honestly. Um mm. Edward, one more super chat. Would we be mad if Poles pulls a crazy one and signs Cook to a three-year contract? Edward, I got a better chance of winning the lottery than that happening. And But, but to answer your question, would we be mad about it? I don't think I'd be mad about it. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'd be surprised, but I don't think I'd be mad. I think if like the three-year contract would come out to this being like more of a one-year kind of thing where you have an out afterwards because you already have you already have some running backs in the room, but yeah, he's a good he's a good player. Again, back to what Carm just said, like you have a better chance at uh, doing a lot of other things and then Dalvin Cook actually being on the Bears. Yeah, that that that's not happening. Um, all right. Everybody have a great weekend. We're back Monday and a huge week of uh, mini camp coverage. We'll, we're, we promise that we will be crushing it as always. But uh, here, articles, social, anywhere we can do it, we're, 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 we are all over it as per always. Next week's going to be a fun week. Nick, good to be with you, brother. Good to be with you too, Mark. Get better, and I'll see you next week. Lawrence, thanks for producing. Braggs, wherever you are, we love you. You're the best. Uh, you too, Adam Hogue. You too, Will DeWitt. You too, Corey Wooten. You too, Carmi V. You too, Kevin Kaduk. You too, Jake Flanagan. Anybody who's ever contributed to the show, we shout you all out on a Friday. Thanks for watching, everybody. Appreciate you. Have a great weekend, and uh, I will sound better on Monday, I promise. We'll see you then.